Welcome to Connect Church. We're a new church in the East Windsor Heightstown area, and we're a church that is looking to connect to Jesus and community. We're so glad you've joined us. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Connect Church. Happy Easter. We are so glad that you are with us today. He is risen, and so today that is reason to celebrate. Uh, again, we're just excited that you're here with us today uh, and to celebrate the resurrection of our Savior, who is hope. And with that, I want to start by asking this question today. Has there ever been a moment in your life before where you lost hope? It could be something silly. Uh, March Madness is almost over now, but maybe after the first day, you lost hope in your bracket. It was busted. It was ruined. It was over. But then there's the serious things in life, too. Maybe you've lost hope in a relationship that you thought well, was great and right, and then somewhere along the way, things didn't work out the way that you thought they would, and you lost hope. Maybe... It was getting a job that you thought was going to fulfill you and give you all of the, the money which results in the things that you thought would bring you life and meaning, and they didn't, and you lost hope. Maybe you're like a lot of us, where this last year has just been difficult, and it feels like one punch after another, and because of that, you've lost hope. Hope seems to go invisible when it doesn't seem like there's a solution. When we no longer see a way to fix a circumstance that we're facing in life, we feel no hope because there isn't a solution. Hope is a word that we throw around a lot within our culture. I hope this works. I hope you feel better. I hope you have a good day. Webster defines hope as to cherish a desire with anticipation of attainment. Hope is to long for something, to see something come to be, uh, to see something fulfilled in our lives, something in our hearts that we long to see happen. The truth is we all need hope in our lives. I think that's why maybe this last year has felt so difficult because every time it seemed like maybe there was a light at the end of the tunnel, we got hit with something else and it felt in a way like everything that we hoped for had gone away. While the world around us is based, uh, the hope that we see in the world around us is based on our wants and desires, when those things go away, we lose hope. When we no longer look to things or people or whatever it is today that you're looking for hope and it goes away, we lose it. Today, we want you to know this, that the hope in scripture is different than the hope that the world looks to. Easter is hope. The death and resurrection of Jesus that we celebrate today is why we can hope. Why is that? Today we're going to read a story from John 20, and we're going to take a look at how that brings us hope. So here we go. John 20, verse 1 to 2 says this. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one that Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Jesus was crucified on a Friday. Once he was crucified, they put him into a tomb, and they rolled a giant stone in front of it that, that was really hard to move, and Roman soldiers guarded it. So it was essentially impossible for someone to get in and to take Jesus' body, but... 
when Mary shows up, she sees the stone is gone and Jesus was missing. Now, something really interesting about Mary was this. When, when Jesus first encountered Mary, she was actually possessed by seven demons. Uh, she was pretty much as far away from God as you could get. But when she encountered Jesus, he changed her life. And in that moment, she devoted her life to following him. And so something cool that we see about Mary being part of the Easter story and one of the first ones to discover Jesus' resurrection is this. I don't know what your past looks like today watching this. Maybe you stumbled across this by accident. Maybe you're just watching and, and hoping to get something out of it because your life feels hopeless today. Know this. Regardless of your past, regardless of the things that you have done, regardless of the things that you may think disqualify you from the love of God, hear this. Nothing disqualifies us from the love and the hope that Jesus brings other than our own decision not to accept his love in our lives. And because of the work in Jesus' life, she was one of the first ones to be able to run and exp exclaim the good news of Jesus. When she saw the empty tomb, at first, she saw a lie. In that moment, she had forgotten everything that Jesus had taught her along the way. And in front of her, see, she saw a lie. Hope is gone. Jesus is dead. His body was stolen. But see, she wasn't wishing or anticipating that Jesus could raise from the dead. Her hope was gone. And today, if we're honest, sometimes when life is difficult, when life gets hard, we forget about the truth and the love and the hope that Jesus brings and we buy into the lies that life throws at us. Your life isn't worth it. Your life has no hope. You should give up. But in this story, we see that once Mary got beyond what she thought in front of her, she remembered what Jesus said. Today, be reminded of who Jesus is. He's the one who came and lived a perfect life on earth, who died, but three days later rose again from the grave. She saw the worst case scenario, but then was reminded of who Jesus was and it brought her hope. We continue reading. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. So just something fun here, <laughs> maybe just because I'm competitive, but I found this part really interesting. So. Peter and John hear the news from Mary. They both decide to run as fast as they can to the tomb to see where Jesus is. Now, John, who wrote this chapter and this book, was so humble that he didn't ever mention his name. He calls himself the other disciple because he doesn't want to identify who he is. Yet, despite that humility, he points out that he beat Peter to the grave, which I find to be hilarious. Again, we believe that, that scripture was written by man, but inspired by God. And so it's one of these moments where we get to see the humanity in scripture a little bit. A man who, who didn't want attention uh, for being in the book, but then is like, hey, I beat Peter in the race. Anyway, Peter and John had just heard life-changing news. The tomb was empty. Jesus was missing. 
And in that moment, they couldn't be indifferent or they couldn't be detached from the news. They had to go and see for themselves. And when they get there, Peter looks in. He sees the linen that Jesus was wrapped in lying there. But Peter was limited in his thoughts. See, Peter couldn't get past his own logic. In the physical sense, this didn't make sense. Jesus' body was gone. What happened? In his physical mind, to him, someone had come and taken Jesus. And in that moment, Peter was crushed. Again, Peter was looking for Jesus to come and take over the government. At that time, they expected the Messiah to come and to overthrow Rome and to save uh, the Jews from persecution in Rome. When Jesus died, that went out the window for Peter. See, he looked at things from an earthly perspective and not God. He looked to a physical thing to bring him hope. Today, what earthly things do we look to for hope? What physical things do we often think or think are going to bring us purpose and meaning? And then we get there and they don't. We're going to continue reading. Peter will eventually buy in once he was past his physical uh, limitations and the things that he saw and he thought about it today. Again, just pause. What things in our life, what physical things do we think are going to bring hope and meaning and purpose? But now we get to John. And we continue reading, and it says this. Finally, the other disciple, again, an instance of him not mentioning his name, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw, and he believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. See, after Peter went into the tomb, John followed him. But when John came in, he believed. To him, he, he, he looked and he realized that with the way that the linens were laying, that they were almost too perfect, that if someone had stolen the body, they wouldn't have been that careful. Again, the point of John, the, the book of John in Scripture, is John is writing to convince people that Jesus is who he says he is. And so this is an important moment for John, because as he looks in and, and he takes in all the surroundings that he sees, he realizes Jesus is the Messiah. And an even crazier thought is that John was the brother of Jesus. And so for him to write that Jesus is the Messiah, think about that. If you have a sibling today, how incredible would they have to be for you to say that they are the Messiah? And yet John here is writing to show people that Jesus is who he says he is. Then Peter and John believe that Jesus actually did rise from the dead even though they didn't fully understand the meaning of it in that moment. For us, thousands of years past that moment, we understand the meaning behind it. See, the resurrection of Jesus is everything. The resurrection means Jesus was the Son of God. The resurrection means we have assurance of our own resurrection when we die. The resurrection means that God had an eternal plan that we saw play out from the beginning of Genesis when man chose to sin and fall away from God to the end of Revelation when humanity is restored fully to God. God has a plan. And the resurrection means Christianity and its God are unique. There are a lot of other religions out there, but they're all about achieving access to God. 
through the way that we live, through emptying ourselves. But Christianity was different. See, God came to us. He saw our brokenness. He saw our despair. He saw our sin. And he chose to step out of heaven and come to earth and die. When John entered the tomb, he saw Jesus. He remembered what Jesus had said in his time on earth. And when he saw these things, it reminded him of it. He was reminded that the promise that Jesus made to be the savior for all of mankind, that he would deliver anyone who believed in him. And the empty tomb fulfills that promise. Jesus was everything that he said that he would be. What exactly did Jesus say? We read it in Matthew 20, it says this. Now Jesus was going up to Jerusalem. On the way, he took the 12 aside and said to them, we are going up to Jerusalem and the son of man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. But on the third day, he will be raised to life. There is resurrection of hope in the Easter story. What does this hope mean and what does it look like? We read in Hebrews 9, it says this, for Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands that was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself, now to appear for us in God's presence. Nor did he enter heaven to offer himself again and again, the way the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood that is not his own. Otherwise, Christ would have had to suffer many times since the creation of the world, but he has appeared once for all of the culmination of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. Our sin is taken care of once and for all. Jesus was the fulfillment of the law. Hope is alive again. First Corinthians says it this way. It says, if Christ had not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sin. Today, there is hope of forgiveness. The mistakes that we make, the areas in our lives that are broken and where we fall short, Jesus brings healing. This is the thesis for the importance of the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. Without it, there is no hope. Paul states that if the only hope that we have is this life, then life is miserable. And maybe some of you are feeling that tension this year. All of the things that we put our hope and our stock in are gone. The, the economy was shaken, our health was shaken, relationships were distant. All of the things that so many of us put our hope in were shaken this year. And maybe you felt that, that tear inside of you like there's gotta be something more than this. Today, that's Jesus. He is hope. In John 20, we read about this hope. One of his followers comes to try and get closure. When she gets there, the stone is gone. She fears someone had taken the body, but then they encounter Jesus. She knows her hope was in the right place all along. She runs and tells everyone. As with Mary, our hope today is in the person of Jesus. He is who he says he is. And in an age where so many people say one thing and do another, Jesus did exactly what he said he would. He died in our place that we would be made right before God. 
So what does this hope look like that Christ gives us? Again, Christ gives us hope. He gives us the hope of freedom. I don't know if you've ever done parachute training before in sports uh, where you attach the parachute to your back and you try and run to make you faster, but it's frustrating. You're putting all your effort into it running and sometimes it feels like you're getting nowhere today. Maybe that's how your life feels. You're running and running and running and you're tired. You feel like all you do is make the same mistakes. You feel like all you do is put so much effort into life and you're still drained and hopeless. Jesus brings freedom from that. Freedom from our sin, freedom from our mistakes, freedom from our desires that draw us away from him. Today, if you feel helpless, the weight of your past doesn't need to hold you back. The hope that Jesus brings cuts that parachute off and we can run towards him. The weight of our past, again, doesn't need to hold us back. And, and as, a, as a culture, we're not very good at this. We self-medicate. We, do, we keep ourselves in, insanely busy so we don't have to deal with our past. But that doesn't help us. We often find those things continuing to resurface today. You can deal with it once and for all in the freedom of Christ. His forgiveness brings freedom. We also see that he gives us hope of relationship. Loneliness is a tough thing to walk through. For some of you, maybe you could say, yeah, the last year I've been lonely. It's been hard. A lot of the relationships that I had are, are gone. The people that I wanted to see, I couldn't. No one should be alone. That's why Jesus died. The distance between us and God was too much. It was too great because of our sin and our mistakes. And so Jesus died that if nothing else, we have relationship with God who is with us at all times. We don't have to be alone. Ephesians 2 says it this way. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Today, we can be near God because of the death of Jesus. He brings relationship. And the last way that we see hope is that Christ brings life now. Scripture says that we would have life and have it abundantly. But we also know that we have life in the future, that for all of eternity, we have life with God, with Jesus, with our Savior. That is the greatest hope that we see in this, in following Jesus. We don't know what tomorrow brings, but we do know that at the end of this life, when we close our eyes, that we have eternity with our Savior. This hope is eternal and it doesn't fail us. Why? Because of what Jesus did for us. There is hope in Jesus. There is hope in the resurrection of Christ. The work that took a cross, a symbol of death and despair. A work that took a tomb, a place of hopelessness, and turned those things into a place of life and hope. Hebrews says we have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Christ is hope. And not just hope, but hope that's something we can build our life on, that we can trust. It's a firm foundation. 
Again, in a world where so much changes all the time, things are rapidly changing around us. Christ has been the same from the beginning and will be to the end. He's the firm, solid foundation that we build our lives on. He can't be moved or shaken. As we close, First Peter says, Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that never perishes, spoils, or fades today. There is a hope that doesn't fade, that doesn't go away, and it's in the person of Jesus who died and rose again today. Who do you see as your hope? We all want hope. We all want something to live for. But the truth is we often put it in the wrong place. Our hope is meant to be in Jesus. Today, this Easter, there is hope. He knew that he would be whipped and beaten. He knew that he would be mocked and die. But that wasn't the end. He also knew that he would rise again on the third day and reunite us with God today as we close. If you've never made the decision to follow Jesus before, I just wanna give you an opportunity to do that. Today, wherever you're watching, there's a link that you can click that says, I've decided to follow Jesus. Click that, let us know. We wanna help you understand the decision that you've made a little more. And also again, to help you further realize how Jesus is hope. So if you made that decision, let us know. And if you do follow Jesus, this week, again, where maybe has your hope gotten off track? What are some physical things that you've looked to for hope and you realize that they're not bringing it? Or maybe what lies have you, have you begun to believe and thought that this is all that life is? I have nothing to hope for. I have nothing to look forward to. Life is just, it just is what it is. Or maybe, again, you're just so discouraged by life right now, you forget the promise in all of this. We get eternity with our Savior the one who came and died for us. This week, again, evaluate where maybe has your hope gotten off track. But today, let's close in prayer. Jesus, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you are willing to be beaten, mocked, and die in our place. God, our distance from you because of our sin and our mistakes hurts your heart so much that you were willing to die to bring us back to you. God, today as we follow you, would you just bring hope to our hearts? God, regardless of the circumstances and the things that may be going on around us, would we see you? Would we see your death, your resurrection, and the hope that that brings to our lives? Would you encourage us? Would you speak to us? Again, we thank you for who you are today. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this encourages you to take your next steps in your faith journey with God. You can check us out more on connectchurchnj.com. Have a great day.